Hi, this is Allison Sheridan of the NoSilicast podcast, hosted at podfeet.com, a technology geek podcast with an ever so slight Apple bias. Today is Sunday, September 12th, 2021, and this is show number 853. Well, today's show is something completely different. This week, Steve and I traveled across the country to visit four very dear friends of ours, two of whom we had never met. In the live chat room, Kevin, also known as Big in Virginia, has designated himself as Steve's wingman with the important job of protecting Steve from me. I have been known to give Steve a hard time from time to time. Anyway, it was our first order of business to visit Kevin at his Virginia home, and we had an absolute blast meeting him and his family, and especially his dog, Winnie. I'll especially treasure the time we sat out on a porch in rocking chairs eating apple cider donuts overlooking the apple orchards. It was an absolutely idyllic day, and we had such a blast with Kevin. Then we moved on to Maryland for the next part of our adventure. We've been following and in friendships with the SMR podcast hosts for what we all believe is around a decade. We had the pleasure of meeting up with Rob Dunwood at a couple of Blog World Expos ages ago, and Rod Simmons has had frequent travel to the West Coast, so we've gotten to hang out with him a lot as well. But Chris Ashley had never crossed paths with us, and it was time to remedy that situation. It turns out, if you get four podcasters together, you're sure to get a podcast out of the deal. In this very special show you're about to hear, I interview Rob, Rod, and Chris about how they manage a cross-platform world as they use Windows, Android, macOS, and iOS in every possible combination. It's a little bit structured for the SMR folks, but they rallied and they stayed mostly on topic. Anyway, I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. All right, everybody. Well, this is a, a bucket list dream come true. I am actually sitting in a room with the entire SMR podcast crew. And uh, Steve and I have, uh, Steve's actually here too, but he's going to staff Mike because that's what he does. And uh, anyway, I wanted to get these guys on the show because uh, they've got a real interesting perspective. But let me first introduce them from my left, starting with Rod Simmons. Uh, Rod, say hello to the audience here. Hello to the audience here. <laughs> <laughs> so Rod has been, uh, actually, all three of these jokers have been on chit-chat across the pond at one time or another, right? Yes. Yeah, for sure. And uh, next up, that is the dulcet tones of Big Chris Ashley. What up, what up, what up? No longer as big as he used to be, that's for sure. Now I'm a little big Chris Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we came out here to uh, Maryland specifically to meet Chris because while we'd met the other two guys, we'd never met Chris in real life. So this is... uh, God, this has been fun so far. We just got here. Truly honored. And uh, I was a little teary eyed. I was like, I can't believe it. You know, as I just mentioned, it was like, um, we've known each other for so long. I consider you close friends and we had never actually met. So when you called me up and you sent me a message like, uh, yeah, we're going to fix this situation. I was just, <laughs> I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. And yes, we've had a great time. So, so fun. I, t- I told Chris this morning, my favorite part so far has been watching him smile. Because I've heard him smile, but he doesn't smile for photographs, so I never get to see him smile, and that's been really fun. I can't let the camera steal my soul. (laughs) (laughs) And last but not least, we've got Rob Dunwood, uh, also of the SMR podcast, and uh, you've been on quite a few times. I've been on a bunch. I think that's probably safe to say it, but I have to point this out. Did y'all notice how the best was left for last? Yeah. (laughs) Just just going to point that out. I figured if I win in a row, that would be good. But uh, on top of having a good time, I really wanted to get you guys together because um, these three guys have the perfect combination of all cross-platform options between phones and and computers. And I want to understand how that works. So, Rob, you use an Android, Android phone with a Windows desktop. Is that right? Correct. All right. And Chris, you use iOS with a Windows platform. That's right. And then, Rod, you kind of go both ways here, if you forgive the phrase. You use Android and a Mac, but you also use an iPhone, right? (laughs) Yeah, let's be clear. I use Android, yes, Mac, Windows, or Mac, Windows, Android, iOS. Yes, I I use any platform. I love all technology. But you actually are currently using Android as your primary driver? Primary driver for my personal phone is is iOS, and for my work phone is Android. But I'm on both phones all the time. Okay. It, it, what I like about this is this is this is kind of how you guys started because you were you were BlackBerry Rob, right? I was the BlackBerry guy, and uh, I forget who else was on whatever. But you guys have just keep I was changing. on Windows Phone, hundred percent, and then uh, Rod was iPhone, pretty heavy at the time, but he was still apt to switch to when the uh, 
when uh, we had the Windows Phone, the Dash, he had that. So when newer Windows Phones came out, Rod would jump on those. But other than that, um, yeah, he was still pretty much agnostic. And, and, and by the way, that's Rob's phone going off. We rookie. talked for 10 minutes about turning everything off. Rookie mistake. <laughs> He's worried about my alarm. And <laughs> so what I love about this is I've only ever lived in the iOS Mac world. So I take for granted the integrations that are there. And so I was just kind of curious about some of these things. How does, how does this even, even work having these different yeah. tools from different vendors? So my first question is, and and I don't want to suggest anybody's got a better solution. I mean, I do, but yours yours are fine. Um, let's start with the the hardest one: messaging. So, if on a Mac and iOS, we've got messages, and it's built into the phone, and we can text from any device, and in theory, it syncs across our iPads and our iPhones and our Macs, and it's all beautiful that way. Uh, who wants to start? How do you do messaging in a cross-platform world i suspect this answer will probably be the same for all of us and it's the same what's up god well <laughs> aside from the fact that it's whatsapp all of us are mostly easy about the messaging platforms that we need to communicate with whomever we need to communicate with so i know for the most part that rob and i can communicate on whatsapp um you and i are on telegram right uh rod and i rod you know he we tried signal out and I was like, this is trash. And uh, he came back to WhatsApp, but he still used the signal with his other friends. So I think as the messaging platforms have evolved, we've, you know, we've kind of evolved ourselves to be able to just say we have multiple platforms and certain people need to be contacted on the different platforms. Okay. So you look at people as just, okay, if I need Allison to do something for me or answer a question, I'm going to write to her on Telegram because exactly. that's where she's going to answer me. Yep. But if but then you force Rod to be on the platform you want him to I, be on. Well, because the one he <laughs> wanted was trash. <laughs> I think Signal's a great platform. Um, but what happened, I think when they joined Signal, um, it was when they realized that WhatsApp wanted to screw them over um, and take their information. So they decided that they potentially might need to go somewhere else. They being Signal, the other two guys? Yeah. And okay. Signal had like a massive uptick. It, so to be fair, it was when everybody believed the terms of service for WhatsApp were changing and everybody was looking for what are the alternatives? Oh yeah, Telegram Signal, went through the roof too. Yeah, yeah, Signal went through the roof and they just weren't ready to scale to it. So there were mm-hmm. a lot of problems with Signal on. I was using Signal before then. I've been using it after and it's Signal is totally fine of a platform. But I, I think... The thing that I love about uh, messages is exactly what you described is I can be I can leave my phone upstairs and grab my iPad. And if text messages are coming in or even um, uh, I like uh, I messages are coming in, right. I'm able to respond no matter what device. I think with Android and I think probably Rob's going to jump in is it's probably a web browser that you're so doing. It's it's a web browser. So th- there are all kind of third party plugins and third-party apps that you can use to get your messages pretty much anywhere. Um, I believe what I'm using now is just the Google Messages application as my primary uh, SMS app. And whenever I get an SMS on my phone, any Windows PC that I am near, that I'm logged into, will also get it. Um, and I, I think that is... So the- so there's a Google Messages app for Windows? So no, there's there's Google Messages. There's actually a Microsoft app that I have on my Windows PCs that connects into my phone. I'm not sure exactly how they do it. I just installed it and it works. So whenever I get a message, it is I know you're not, you're not the technical one in the group. So <laughs> it just tastefully pops up on well, I was technical with Blackberry and, and I decided to just They they have a connector for our iOS too to some extent. Where uh, certain messages and stuff can pop up. I never really use it, but because most of my messages are in WhatsApp. So it's not a thing that I have to concern myself with. But yeah, I think the thing that I'm using today is actually called Windows uh, Your Phone. And it's just part of Windows 10. Okay. And if you have Android, you set it up. And once you set that up, I can actually push. So this uh, is SMS only. This is for SMS and like okay. files. Like I can actually, you can actually push uh, applications. I mean, it, it does quite a bit. Okay, but that's the thing that I'm more, you know, using today because it's the most seamless and it just works. But also, I mean, there's all kind of other third party applications out there that allow you to sync your messages uh, between your phone and between your, uh, uh, you know, your uh, computer. So or, or tablet. So I've I've used some of everything. It's just Windows. Uh, uh, was it Microsoft? Your phone is the thing I'm using today, and it seems to so. Work but really that's well. for SMS. The, the reason I was really intrigued with this was you guys tricked me into trying WhatsApp for a while, 
And uh, well, the first thing I didn't like about it was the fact that it took every photo you guys put into that ended up in, in my your, photos library. Yeah, they actually so also, fixed I'm flip, that. I'm flipping through my photos and all of a sudden there's all these pictures of meat. And while I'm a fan of meat, I don't actually like photos of meat. Yeah, you don't like photos of food. Right, right, right. So uh, I didn't like that. And, but but with the with using it with the Mac, uh-huh. every time I go to my Mac, I have to scan a QR code with my phone in, lo- in order to allow my Mac to use WhatsApp. And that's because it was a web browser part. The web browser required you to do that scan. Like on my Windows computer, WhatsApp just works. I open it and I just WhatsApp away. Um, but there, you know, we talked about it on a couple episodes ago where they're looking to, I guess, update the the security on the backside of WhatsApp so that it's not as coupled to your phone anymore, which I suspect would then alleviate the, the, you know, the issue that you're having is where, you know, the phone is the primary thing and everything pretty much has to communicate with the phone in order to work. So when I'm on the Mac, I use, I have the WhatsApp app on the Mac. That's what I thought I was doing too. Yeah. It's pretty seamless. But don't you have to keep re-authenticating with your phone? You have to no, keep the only, scanning the I think the barcode? only time I've seen it is when I usually log in on another device. Like if I log into the iPad on the... Actually, I think it's only web-to-web. If I log on in the, on the iPad on the web, because there's no native iPad app, it will bump me off the other place I logged in. I don't know if it does it on the desktop app on my, my Mac or not, but... Um, yeah, that's what I think it was doing. And I, so I'd have to keep... I was basically toggling yeah. and it was like, okay, this is... I would just... Yeah, I think you had the web... Get old. Saved. Cause I remember us talking about it for at one point and, uh, but I didn't know if an app actually existed for the Mac for WhatsApp. So that part I couldn't answer. Yeah, there's definitely one. But that behavior yeah. that you described was, is kind of dedicated to the web browser portion of well, it. That was probably two years ago when yeah. I gave up on it yeah. and I said, I'm not talking to you people on this. Anymore. <laughs> I, have, I have them all. I have signal, I have telegram and I have uh, the uh, WhatsApp app that are always resident. Cause like, like you say, the nice thing about messages is that, if your text message goes off, but you're on your computer, you're like, you're happy because you can type a lot faster with a full keyboard. Right. And that's so what I got to be able to do. And that's why I think, you know, Chris, you know, bombards everybody to use WhatsApp on his side. Because- well, no, I tell you the main reason why I hate messaging in general, because first off, I can't, I can't force everybody to have the same phone, you know, mm. and it works. And I like, and I have groups on messaging, which if you have an iPhone, it works perfectly fine. But I have a guy that's on the Verizon network. And every time I send him an image, it gets bounced back to me oh, every single weird. time. That's on and, iMessage? Yeah. And it's, it's not, huh. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a, a limitation on the file size on his side. Oh. But it doesn't tell you that. It just says it didn't go through. And then, and then huh. you can't tell if one person got it and the other person didn't, like anybody else had the issue or did it just not go through for that one person. And it becomes infuriating. But the one thing I love about WhatsApp is that you can send anything and it's going to go through. You know, I hated that they stored it in photos, but they actually allow you to stop doing that. Yeah, I was able to find that switch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, that's one of the biggest things because me and my friends and even with Rob and Rod and the groups we were in, we sent a lot of media. Just, mm-hmm. you know, right, a laugh right. and, you know, memes and all that stuff. So it's important to be able to send it. I, I don't like the frustration of sending it and then having issues with it, trying to send it. That is one of the things I really like about Telegram is uh, – is it allows you to also send things at two different levels. Mm. So if I want to send a photo that I've really worked on and, you know, it's super artistic or something like Mm. that, if I drag it into one part of the window, it does it full res. But if you drag, if in the bottom level, if you drag it to the top of the window, this is on the Mac. If you drag it to the top of the window, it compresses it. So this is just a stupid meme, or I just want you to see, uh, you know, my dog looking stupid. I drag it into the top. I did not know about that feature. Yeah, watch where you drag it. And and so when you're on the phone, if you're in uh, Telegram and you ask to put a, a photo in, that's going to be a lower res than if you start at the photo and you push it to Telegram, then it's the high res one. Okay. And I figured that out because it was taking forever when, I, when I'd when i be on travel or something and I'd try to push it from photos. So I turn around, open Telegram and pull it from the other side and it worked faster. And it's a low, low res. Yeah, I... I Go ahead. I was gonna say the one thing that used to uh, that annoyed me about Telegram is replies because I thought I had to long press every message to reply when in WhatsApp you grab the message and swipe it right and it sets it up to reply and I just figured out that you it swiped the other direction. Oh, okay, Telegram. yeah, you just swipe it. Yeah. yeah, I love that you can edit the message. Like you put a typo, you don't have to put star in the word you meant to write. You just if you oh. long press on it and you you can hit edit and you can change what you wrote. And if it turns out to be completely wrong, you you uh, just hit del- you can delete and you can delete it for yeah. everybody on the thread. 
Yeah, hopefully you can delete it. And now, one of our threads, you're going to get clowned. Now you, yeah. you you can delete in WhatsApp for everybody, but I don't think that you get the ability to edit, you can't which is something that I miss. And I miss that for SMS because sometimes, oh, yeah. you know, you're sending an SMS and you're trying to do it, uh, you know, really quickly. It's like, oh, man, I didn't mean to send that. Let me fix yeah, it. And you can't. It. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't spell. Let me yeah, type yeah. this again. And you send the same message because now it's in your in, in your type, type it. And so it's like, wow, I, I just said the same thing. And so, so one of my groups, like you'll, you'll get the, don't try to delete that now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for me, I think the thing I like about Signal over all of the others from messaging is Rob sends something that's funny on Signal in a group. I can press long press just like an iMessage and I can put like, like the message, ha ha ha. And oh, I, I don't hate have those. to. That's why I like Telegram. There's none yeah, of that tap back I hate nonsense. The fact that there's none of that because I don't necessarily always want to respond with laugh out loud or. And I and I if mean, you're not you willing to write something clever back, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just reply to message with an emoji if that's all you want. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, but I make like how little, I like how it tags a little that individual effort. message. Yeah, make a little effort. <laughs> yeah, Messenger does that. See, I love it because what you'll see in like a signal is like if if someone is responding, like people are laughing, you'll see like five people laughed at this. So especially if it's a long joke, like I, I think I sent you one to you, like it was that the whole. Um, was the accident thing and it's like you're reading 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 and you get to the bottom and you're like oh it was a joke mm-hmm. and i said it, you said you got it but it was it was one of those that i would have never read through because i was like i don't have time for this but it was probably one of the best jokes it's i was like so wait a minute when it was a tragic accident you what, weren't willing to spend the, the time <laughs> it was it was it, it, I'll, it, it, I'll find it and send it to you you'll you'll fully understand like yeah you shouldn't send that to anybody else you have a, you, yeah, but you do have a twisted sense of humor like me I do. yeah I do. not a lot of people will get to the end to get the laugh they, will, <laughs> they would read it and say oh this is so terrible oh this is, I'll send it to you in a second you, <laughs> Steve will be with me on this one in a second so what I think is funny is my original question is irrelevant right my original question was you're in this cross-platform world how do you sync your messages and i'm right with you guys that i'm using all these other messaging techniques too and i'm i'm not actually not using apple messages very much because what does it matter if i need to talk to rob i actually do use rob uh, apple messages because that's going to send you an sms and you're going to actually respond yeah. to me because you never respond to my telegrams but i can get to the other two guys on telegram yeah. so i think we all because have, I have other evolved. people on telegram too so it Telegram is easy for me, right? It's uh, and when you, your message pops up, and I actually because I don't get a lot of messages, I actually let it go to my watch. <laughs> oh, I totally do. Yeah, no, the, WhatsApp, I can't do it though. The one problem that I have with having so many messaging platforms that I use because I, I really do try to use them all is that somebody will send me something, I'll look at it on my watch. And mean to go back to it, but then can't remember what it came in. <laughs> it's like, well, how did you send this? Is it WhatsApp? Is do you it get little badges on your phone? I, I do, but like a lot of times, oh, when they're I look, all I'll covered in them, badges. So I just like I just want to go back to it at some point later, um, and I don't know. I can't remember what thing it was. Yeah, and you know, it, you know, it's, it, it may be hours later, so things have now moved down, you know, below my shade, so I don't see it anymore, and I just forget. Oh, I meant to get back to you. I just couldn't remember how you sent it. Yeah, I only have like one or two people that actually communicate with me on multiple platforms. And that get that does get tough because you're like, oh, I got to respond to this, and you're like, oh, wait a minute, where did he send? Where it? was that? Yeah. yeah, but I, you know, I learned my lesson going all the way back to BlackBerry Messenger that I was never going to again actually promote anything. It's like you use whatever you use, and I'll I'll download it too because yeah. when when BlackBerry Messenger came out and was in, you know was cross platform and there still was a thing called a BlackBerry, I was trying to get Earth. To use it. Yeah. How'd that work out? It did not work out well. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to go through that level of embarrassment again. So I've done good whatever getting you people use, I'll WhatsApp. use it too. I've done pretty good getting people into WhatsApp, which is the easiest for me. And I like it's easiest because it comes up on my desktop. And that's why I like it. That's what I wanted. Yeah. But would you say like the new BBM is, is it, is it WhatsApp? Is it Telegram? Is it Signal? Or is it like TikTok? Where, because of because of the information you exchange to or not TikTok, um, Snapchat. Sorry, Snapchat. Because of the information you exchange to communicate of not having to turn over the phone number. For me, is WhatsApp. I, I don't even use well, Telegram. Snapchat is a, is phone based on your phone number, so but, yeah, you, but you can hide it. Oh, you can hide it on Telegram. I didn't yeah. know that. That's, yeah. that's actually a cool feature. WhatsApp should steal it. Um, I think that the the biggest thing right now is is WhatsApp. I want to say that there are more WhatsApp messages sent than there are actual SMS at this point. If there is anyone globally. in their twenties listening, they're like, "It's Snapchat. Get over yourself." Actually, no, no, I don't. I think Snapchat's over. 
Um, really? Yeah. It's Snapchat wow. is here, oh, yeah. but when you get to when you get to outside of the United States, I mean, WhatsApp is it is yeah. ridiculously That's large because particularly like in, in in Europe, where okay, I'm going to go 12 miles, and now I'm two countries away. Okay, um, and I have to have another SIM to you know to not pay an exorbitant amount. Whereas WhatsApp just works everywhere uh, as long as you have some type of data. Yeah, I actually so, had a buddy who uh, works uh, for a contractor to the government, and he was like in Israel or something, or or he was working from home trying to get somebody access in Israel to WhatsApp because they use it so heavily as not to you know have their stuff redirected by the government or anything like mm. that so and uh it was part of his job it, you know it was like yeah no you need to get this working for your for your job as opposed to oh this is a friend that traveled to israel so wow. yeah definitely a lot more prevalent elsewhere yeah so hey that- i got another subject okay so i'm going to try to get us on task um it, no that was that was really interesting the next question i want to ask about was file sharing uh-huh. so uh with uh the mac and ios they set up icloud uh, what do they call it? iCloud Drive. So my documents and desktops on my Mac are actually on my iPhone and my iPad. So mm-hmm. if I, f- I find something I want, I can save it, save it to a file in my documents and it shows up on my Mac and vice versa. I can move them back and forth. It's clumsy. It's not the easiest thing in the world. But is there is there anything equivalent to that when you've got these three, you've got dual platforms? So for me, it's OneDrive, 100%. Um, that... And it's honestly, it's from two different perspectives, personas, use cases, whichever way you want to look at it. But, you know, I have files for work that I need to, you know, I may be heading on a plane and I want to be able to read over a document or just, you know, personal files, pictures or anything like that, or just a file I want to get off my phone, get to somebody else. It's for me, it's OneDrive 100%. It uh, makes it easy. It's on my desktop. It's on my phone. It's accessible via the web. I can create links. Rob and I was transferring uh, the audio for one of the episodes we used OneDrive, you know, and that works well for my OS for you. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. My, the one thing, and I'll probably repeat this theme, but Microsoft has done a really good job. Once they said, "Okay, we're done with Windows Phone," they really uh, put their foot in making sure their applications support iOS and uh, do a lot of things uh, that people would typically do. It works well. I gotta say, Google Drive. Yeah, um, Google Drive is my primary. But I use all the things. I have Google Drive on my PC that syncs to everywhere. Right. I have OneDrive on my piece, you know, on my phone that syncs to everywhere. I have Dropbox on my tablet that syncs to everywhere. So it okay. doesn't matter. I use all three because I'm cheap and I don't want to pay for you know, a lot of storage. So I'll just <laughs> use like a lot a of different gig things. Here, gig here, and gig I actually, I'll, I'll use Dropbox for one type of file. I'll use OneDrive for a different type of file, and I'll use Google uh, for pretty much everything else. Um, but they all work. I, you know, I don't notice. I mean, I can go to my phone, to my tablet, to any computer that I want, and as long as they're syncing with one of those three things, I can get to my files very easily. I, I actually do use Google Drive, and uh, I, I don't use OneDrive. OneDrive has never done. I don't. It's, somehow, it's just turn 90 degrees to the way I think. I can't ever get it to do what I want it to do. Uh, but I use Google Drive and Dropbox, and then uh, Steve and I have a home file server, and I think Steve's convinced that my goal is to make sure he never knows where I've stored something. <laughs> he's, he's always like, wait, no. And, and now I wanted to get him on Synology Drive, because you can run your own cloud uh, server for uh, your own documents on uh, Synology. But That's pretty I, cool. I think that might push Steve right over the edge. What do you use? So uh, I'm with them on, I'll use, I use various things, but one thing I will do for uh, OneDrive as well as Google Drive is they're both configured to back up my photos. And I think that that to me is often when you're trying to get to content that's on your phone, it often runs into its photos. So I love the fact that if I know that Google and uh, OneDrive are back at my photos. If I'm in Outlook email and I want to send a photo, it's, it's very seamless because it's all in that one platform, the Microsoft ecosystem. Or if I'm in Gmail and I want to send a photo, it's all in that ecosystem. So, Where, wait, I, I lost. Which one are you using to back up your photos? Both. Both. Oh, well, all three, really. I have Apple's back at my photos for iPhotos. I have Google Photos back at my photos because I have Google on my phone for that. And I also have uh, OneDrive on my phone that backs up my photos. So all, I, my photos live in three different independent clouds. Okay. I mean, and like you say, if your, fo- if your content's not in three places, 
You don't really have it. And like, uh, that's, that's actually way more than three when you get done. Cause it's on your phone it's and on your, your tablet well. and on your computers. And where yeah. I thought you were going with this one was that immediate need to transfer. So like that system works really well when I'm in a high connected area. Cause it's like, you take a photo and a couple minutes later, it's, it's, it's on, it's on Google or iPhone or wherever it might be. The problem is when you're in a location and you have really bad internet. Mm-hmm. And now I say, I need to get it from here to there. And that's where I think at least with the Mac, uh, um, airdrop airdrop is yeah like, that was going to be my secondary oh, oh, question sorry. no 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 no, no 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 that you it's a perfect walk into it is with airdrop you can and actually a lot of times at home it's faster to use airdrop than any other method so for people who don't use it basically with your phone you can send your uh, a photo or file whatever it is to your mac to your ipad to somebody else and uh, normally it's been used for photos, you know, to be transferred around. But I use it for, like, I take a screenshot and I want to put it into a blog post. I screenshot it, airdrop it to myself, and then it gets deleted off my phone and not synced through all the different services. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But um, I don't necessarily have the, a need where I have to remove the image from one or the other. But, you know, OneDrive is set up to automatically sync your photos, too. So a lot of times if – and I don't have, like, the – like you guys are big on your photos and your editing and your publishing. For me, it's just taking photos and sharing memories. You know what I mean? It's so, neat. It's, it's, it's neat. Just- <laughs> smoke. You know, the, the, the keys to life. So I, you know, so I don't have the requirements as much as you, but what if as you other people were in like you're someplace you don't have internet and you needed to move something from your phone to your PC. How would you even do that? Can you plug your phone into the PC? Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, yes. So on Windows, when you plug your phone, uh, iPhone in, it shows up as like a camera would. What's the what's that H? Oh, yeah. But the problem you run into that is like it depends on what you're trying to get off as to whether or not you can. Yeah, if it's a file, off. you really can't probably yeah. right because because Apple doesn't let you have access to the to the file system. Yeah. Well, for for pictures, it's still not a problem to get them off. At okay. All. I can't say that I've ever been in that situation where I just needed to get something that was on my phone onto a PC. So I. I, I I can't think of a time I've tried to do that. Interesting. Um, I do it like you know, all day long. But yeah, I, I can say this. I wish that Google's version of AirDrop, I think it's called Nearby Share, oh. was as good as what AirDrop is. Because uh, this goes back a few years. But when my daughter was running track, um, particularly at like uh, the long jump pit, when someone would have a jump, you take a picture and there's 19 other parents standing right near you. Oh, can you, can you airdrop that to me? Now me right. being an Android guy, I could never do that. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like I, I wish that was, you know, cross platform. Google has now come out with this nearby share since then. And it's okay. It'll actually do it. But it's once again, it's proprietary to just Android. Android. It only okay. And I don't even know if it actually will do it between a phone and a computer. I think it literally is just between phone Android devices. Okay. So you could do phone to tablet. Uh, you know, tap with the phone, but I don't know that it actually does it. I, I, I could be mistaken on okay. that because I haven't checked, but I think that it only does it between Android to Android devices. Yeah, so well, it may just need I to grow it. up some. I mean, AirDrop, when, it, when we first got it, was it was a train wreck. We were in uh, on the Brahmaputra River in uh, in India on our way, like we were right up coming up to uh, near Nepal and near China and stuff. And so like, even if you had a SIM card, your SIM card didn't work there. You had to get a different SIM card, a big mess. So we're on this uh, river boat and we all had pictures and we're trying to, there's eight of us and we're trying to airdrop pictures to each other. And every combination of that would, would work. Like I could airdrop to Chris, but Chris couldn't airdrop to, to Rob, but Rob could airdrop to Rod, but Rod couldn't airdrop to Chris, but Chris could airdrop to Allison. Mm. I mean, it was like every combination. And now it's pretty rock solid. It works. It works pretty consistently now. Yeah, I agree. So it had to grow up. You know, I don't use AirDrop a ton. You know, the most times I ever use is when we're at the beach and then somebody takes a picture and then it's like, okay, we need that picture and it's boop, 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 you know, everybody's just airdropping it to each other. Um, but for the most part, I don't. I don't really use it a ton. I would think its primary usage probably is photos, but I use it for a lot of stuff. Definitely screenshots. Which I'm going to kind of take a sideways uh, jump into a later note I had. On uh, one of the cool integrations, I think they call the whole thing continuity, and then there's specific pieces within continuity. And one of them allows you to, let's say you're on your on your Mac and you're writing you're writing something, and you need a, a scan a receipt, for example. Mm-hmm. You can right click and say scan from iPhone, and you hold the phone up and you press a button, and it jumps into the document. 
and that that continuity that 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 ability to hand things off between the different different devices is i don't use it a lot but mm-hmm. if i scanned a lot i would think that would be pretty pretty cool is there anything like that so generally for me the times when that happens is um i'm probably using one one note to take notes and rod always used to talk about this use case and i'm like this just be quiet but i'm like oh that actually came in pretty handy um, where, you know, I might be at a lecture or something and, you know, I'm taking notes and then, you know, I can take a picture of my phone, embed it into the same one note because it exists on both platforms and then just keep going. So you just do, you would open one note and, and take the photo right into yeah, there. Exactly. Okay. Right. So, you know, so not necessarily, Hey, give me this content from the device that just took it. But I'm just saying, because I have the application that exists on both platforms, I can just edit one. And then so, cause a lot of times when I lift, I'll use my uh, my iPad uh, to project the um, the weights that I'm doing for the day onto the TV, oh. and then but I leave the iPad sitting on the side. But when I actually execute the weight, I'll just grab my phone and t- type it in, and then of course it then pops up on the screen because it's the same dock. And Microsoft oh, does a that's good job nice. with the uh, you know with the document editing from. So does it look pretty real time for you when you do? Yeah, that? yeah, it's very very oh, quick. Nice, very quick. Nice. So here's one of the things that I do like about Microsoft Your Phone. I can be on my computer and I can, you know, copy something on the computer and that copy is also on the phone. Oh, okay. So that I was can, gonna be my next one. So actually. I can be on the phone and say, Ooh, I wanna copy this, I copy it and then immediately go to the computer. And it's on the computer as well. So I could so literally could like copy a URL and hit paste over on the PC. Exactly. Okay. And that feature Microsoft comes in handy. And I believe they stole that right from Apple, but it is, yeah. it is awesome. One thing I've probably learned most from the three of you guys is that to get over this whole, they copied it thing and just like, cool. Right. Yeah, that that's, that's an awesome thing. That's a realization we came to a long time ago. Cause you know, we used to, you know, when we first started the podcast and we had our different platforms, it'd be fun to rip each other about the different features that exist on one or the other. And then it shows up here and you're like, ah, you guys suck. I had this for two years. <laughs> but as you start to use multiple platforms and then you realize this was fun to use, but it was missing this, that, and the other. And uh, also mixing a little of the fact that I have a strong dislike when I read a, a product review and it's clear to me that the review was uh, aimed at, I'm just going to try to make this device uh, fit into this mold as opposed to saying, I use this device and here's how I got through and this is what worked and what didn't. Yeah, it's just like, I, it's like they had their mind made up before they even started the review. And I, I pick up on it when, when I read those articles and it really drives me nuts because if I use something, I'm like, okay, I can't do this, but what are my alternatives to make it work? Right. right. And right. then that then, because is it viable? Is it not viable? So once I realized like, you know what, it was fun using the platform, but I would much rather have all this type of technology exists on all the platforms because it benefits everybody. And then, you know, as we say, steel sharpens steel, right? So <laughs> just keep making it better for everybody. Oh, I'm, I'm, I think they've, they've kind of hit off it. I think for me, the one piece I, or I feel some of the secret sauce that I really love on iOS is uh, notes. Cause like when I'm scanning, if I'm scanning ever a receipt, mm-hmm. I'm 99% of the time using notes because that scan feature in notes auto crops everything i don't have to like i don't have to take a photo and then clean the image up to get the desk and everything out notes when i just say scan it will round it it's it uses like any receipt taking app that you have that scans it squares around right. it boom takes a photo fully i don't think everything. it uses any other app i think it's all uh just right in i think that's just built in yeah no no sorry i was saying uh notes does it and there are tons of s- screen like um receipt oh, type recording apps, apps yeah. that do the same thing that you can use on any platform right but it's just integrated with the notes so if i need a receipt like thing i'll i'll always use notes for that okay right 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 um there was something i was going to say about that um when you were yeah oh did you know it does ocr oh it does? Uh, mm-hmm. apple notes yeah. so if yeah. you take a picture of a, a take a photo in notes of a license plate on a car, it'll you can look that license plate up in your notes. I, it's uh, actually doing OCR on it now. I use notes for – it's one of the other methods I use for storing all my receipts. And the only reason I knew this is because I was looking for a receipt for when I was ordering my track saw. 
And I was like, oh, I ordered it at uh, Woodcraft. So I just typed in Woodcraft. I was like, oh my gosh. And it, it found it? And oh, found it that's it, cool. It, it I really love that that iOS. And I'm sure Google does the same thing. It actually kind of indexes the pictures that you take because plenty of times people have asked me about my smoker. And I'm like, oh, let me just show send a picture of it. And I type in smoker or barbecue. And then inevitably, one of the pictures it narrows it down to will be a picture of my smoker. Yeah, iOS is not near as good at that as Android, though, as, yeah. as Google is, because Google is that's their business, right? <laughs> that's your model. That is what they're doing. They're they're uh, using all your photos to learn, uh, but it it does okay. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's, it's hasn't. I don't think it's let me down. It still can't find that photo of Rob and I at a at a uh, at dinner in Vegas where we were comparing the lengths of our arms. I did not win that contest, by the way. But Rob remembers that picture existing. So I do remember that. I've got ridiculously long arms, but I'm six four. Allison has ridiculously long arms, and I'm five five. Right? It's right. like it's it's, it's, it's got long arms because I we definitely did the same test. Yeah, I mean, I come halfway through uh, Chris's palms, and I'm I'm quite a few inches shorter yeah. than he is. Now I'm I'm a good hand length short of Rob, hand and a half maybe short of Rob. And she did. Get to experience the true the the second mitt in the in the crew. <laughs> we definitely measured hands so she could see first. Oh, let me see what Steve. Hold on, this is important important see. work we're doing. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a big hand. Yeah. That's not a big hand. Yeah. Okay. This, no. This, this is, is a big not hand. video. Okay. This that's is, that's <laughs> different. Steve, take a picture of that because we got to put that in the audience. This is the kind of stuff that you. Uh, I mean, because people are gonna want to know. You know, they're gonna want to see that. <laughs> Well, I'm going to start up my next question while while we're at it. Um, so we t- we kind of talked about photos. Photos are are pretty obvious. Um, there is another thing on uh, continuity, and you kind of talked about it was this this handoff uh, and and being able to copy something, say from your phone, and then you want to go deal with it on your computer. How do you, the uh, Chris? How would you deal with that? Just copying something off the phone to the computer, yeah, without internet whatever by some method like i just i got this url but i want to read it over on my computer got it so um, or i started most, typing this message and now i'm annoyed and i want it over there yeah so most of the times if i have to if i have to do something quick i'll probably email it to myself um i've used whatsapp you know in a in a group message and it's like just ignore this message <laughs> and uh and other times when it's like, oh, I got to read this later and it's like a bit more important to me, I'll just put it in, in OneNote because you know, OneNote allows you to create so many different notebooks. Right. And, you know, I have a notebook for URLs and stuff like that. So if it's something that I want to remember or save for later on, it's it's OneNote. What about you? Well, obviously, you already know the secret. If you're using an iPhone and you're browsing the web and it, it just pops up in the little sidebar for your phone and you can tap and go there. But if I'm if I'm on a Windows machine and I'm trying and I'm on Android or iOS, doesn't matter, and I'm trying to get what I'm browsing on the web there, um, one cheat I do typically is that I'm always browsing Chrome logged on, like in my Gmail account. So okay. it's already in the history, and then the history is shared between the oh, devices. So oh, that's, that's kind of cool. That's, my Actually, little ch- and that's I a good think, hack. I think based on that too, I think in uh, IE or Edge for uh, iOS, I think if you log in, you can share the URLs. You can say continue on this device or something like that. Okay. It's yeah. just not something that I use. I would use that Microsoft one, your phone your, your, thing. That so sounds really cool. You can Chris. absolutely do it in your phone. There's an application that I still have because I paid for it and I have it. It's called push bullet. That is. Oh, I remember you really talking about that years yeah. ago. And it's cross platform works on everything. Um, so I've used that. Um, I've used one note. I've used Evernote. I mean, I, just whatever I'm thinking of is generally what I will go to because it's never a hard thing to do. But uh, today, right now, the the your phone, which is from Microsoft for Android, that that is the best way because, like I said, you can simply just whatever I copy and paste or whatever I copy on one platform is automatically in the uh, in clipboard. The clipboard, yeah, and I can just paste. That, it. That's the right word for it is the shared clipboard. Have you ever tried it though, Chris? Uh, it's just, it's not. I've tried um uh, no I don't think I've tried that. I, I get up when I log into my PC sometimes after especially after an update it says hey you can connect your iPhone uh to it and I'm pretty sure that's what it's using the okay. same the same technology. Yeah. I just well, never I'd, bothered I try that it. man. That sounds it's, fun. I yeah. mean that sounds like exactly what we were talking about. Yeah, and it, it it works great. I mean it is I was playing with it while wow, this is impressively fast because I mean pictures anything mm-hmm. um is is it the speed of your Wi-Fi connection that the machines are connected to. So it's it's pretty darn quick. Yeah. And I think that's 
like with URLs, it's obviously if you're URL and you're already usually dealing with Wi-Fi. For me, the thing that's nice about the iOS ecosystem, and I'm uh, not trying to pander to your audience, it is... <laughs> I brought you here as an Android yeah. user. Now you're ruining it. <laughs> the, it is the absence of when you have internet. Like I think that, like that need to get from point A to point B, either in the absence of internet or where you just don't have the same quality. Like I, I think another good example is you're in... Um, like Apple News or something like that, or you're in a news app or Google News, and now you want to get from news into here. So you're not really browsing the web. You're reading a news article, but now you want to jump to the news article in the browser on the other device. It's like it's all those extra steps that I think like when you're in a closed ecosystem or uh, I should say a single vendor ecosystem, it does make it a bit more seamless. But there's always alternatives to do it like with Pushbull and those things. So I think it's, it's just he's trying to find – it's having the problem and figuring out how to solve it um, yeah. uh, versus there's not a solution to it. So- what, what I think is interesting is we're having to solve this problem. And, and the real problem is why is it so annoying on your phone, right? Why do I keep having to go over to my Mac? Why do I want to have to be able sure. to do that if they made it easier on the phone and not so darn annoying? I don't know. So for me, sometimes it's screen real estate. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's you know if I if I'm, I and it's, yeah and, like, and Steve is hitting it right. He's like keyboard man, uh, and yeah. that's the other thing. Faster sometimes the I prefer like I'll, I'll do Teams meetings. I'll be sitting at my desk and I'll take the Teams meeting on my phone, just because I don't know. It's just convenient for me to kind of just hold the phone and chat and talk. And then if I need to type message, um, I'll just use my phone to send the messages. Actually, messaging in Teams is better on the phone than it is on the PC. Because, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, when I send a thumbs up, it's always a brown thumb. You know what I mean? I don't send the yellow thumbs. My thumbs aren't yellow. They're brown. And, I noticed uh, that in Telegram. You see? You sent me a brown thumbs up. It's not accidental. I, I've got corrected because I just hit the thumbs up and move on. I was He's like, like what's oh. this? I was like, like, whose hand is that? <laughs> 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 whose hand are you sending me, dude? <laughs> I, I am with Chris on this. I actually will spend minutes to try to figure out there's got to be a way to, get the to right allow color. me to make this the right skin tone. Yeah, that, that is that is an important thing to me. And sure, it's part of my identity. So I'm still that, annoyed that the 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 character of the uh, woman uh, doing a face plant with her hand uh-huh. that, that's one of my favorite emojis. She's got blonde hair. <laughs> I don't have blonde yeah. hair. I want a brown haired one. <laughs> have you if you press and hold it? Does other options come up? I should look at that. I've been too lazy. Maybe yeah. that's what, exactly what I'm doing yeah. wrong. Yeah. So as soon as I found, as soon as they added that press and hold to find the other one, I was like, yeah, I'm never using those again. I know he. You actually called me. You was like, Rob, look at this awesomeness that they put in WhatsApp. <laughs> I, re- I remember him. He, had, you know, Chris never calls. It is always a message, unless it's really important or something that has really tickled his fancy. And then you'll actually, and it's never a phone call. It's still through WhatsApp. But I remember you actually, oh, like, did you know you could do this in WhatsApp? You have to check this out. I was like, this oh, yeah. Awesome. And that was it. He hung up and did whatever. That was, that was all the conversation was. <laughs> I was like, hey, we're good. Wait a minute. Yeah. I found a brown-haired one on my iPad. Oh, well, I don't know what I'm doing with this computer stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but uh, that's what I that's what I like about it. Yeah. So um, is it obvious to talk about mail contacts and calendar? You guys probably all use well, Gmail. So, and it yeah, so matter. no, actually, this is the, the one that I really thought about the most um, when you, when I saw your notes. And I was like, what is this mess? Notes. <laughs> he doesn't believe in notes, <laughs> Chris. Uh, but, um, you know, because I because when I thought about my own uh, use case, I was like, well, I actually have this in two different contexts because, again, like I mentioned earlier, it was my professional context as well as my personal one because I don't mix the emails clients. Um, I actually use the Apple built-in email for my personal email, but I actually use the Outlook email from my job email. That's good to keep them separate. Yeah. I mixed them once. And they start. Things went bad when I was writing the wrong all. stuff to the wrong place. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. You know, including somebody's home email address on a group message. Oh, yeah, that guy was still mad at me, I think. I don't want, yeah. You know, any of those things can happen. Um, so being able to have Outlook on my phone and then it work, you know, seamlessly with Teams and Outlook uh, on my computer for work, perfectly fine. And then, but for mail, yeah, I use the local iOS client on my phone, but then I use the mail app built into the computer for, for my PC. Wait, what mail, uh, what mail app do you use to get to your mail? That's your personal mail. Just the built in iOS one on my phone. No, no. What do you, how do you get to the, the mail that's on your mail.app on the iPhone? How do you read that on your PC? Oh, I use the built in. Microsoft one. Microsoft Mail. Yeah, because okay. that's the beauty of it's email, just right? IMAP, it's, right? It's just, yeah, it's just a connection to a server and all that stuff is on the server. And they stay 
really seamless. I've never had an issue where one was out of sync over the other. It, you know, doesn't matter. Client is a client that accesses, you know, data. Yeah, you're talking about Outlook, though. I got to tell a story about Lindsay. Uh, so she obviously she's all iOS and Mac because I wouldn't allow anything else. But um, <laughs> anyway, she uh, she sent me an email one day, and you know how when you sign up for a new client, oh, sometimes right. it puts the client in your, their signature. And I get this email from her, and it says sent to you from uh, from Outlook. And I wrote back, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and what she wrote back was perfect. She wrote. I didn't want you to find out this way. <laughs> so for me, um, oddly enough, I don't use the native Apple mail app. I use for Gmail. I use Gmail for um, Outlook. I will. I tend to use the Microsoft Outlook app. Um, Wait, but actually, what do you mean for Outlook? What kind of mail do you get sorry, through Outlook? Out, like Outlook.com. Um, oh, Microsoft okay. or Microsoft Hotmail, as it used to be called. Okay. So for that, I'll use the the Microsoft app. And again, for me, my, those are both personal accounts. Yeah, I have. A you multiple, have to switch. I have multiple applications. He definitely doesn't have to. That's what he I don't have to. to. How annoying! I, I I purposely choose to separate, and then my work email is always on my work device, uh, and okay. that is using a uh, a native a native like Microsoft Outlook client. Yeah, because that was that blowing device. all kinds of policies down on you. Yeah. So. But I will say I do like that Chinese firewall as it relates to – I think the harder thing you run into are usually contacts. Like are you storing contacts in multiple platforms and yeah, then trying what are you to doing there? that Sync synchronization uh, nightmare that you deal with? Um, and I will say I do have contacts stored uh, on both on both Outlook and um, on Google from that standpoint. Which is not hard, right? It's just it's not hard, but it, it, it does get somebody it new. So yeah. then you don't use the contacts app yeah, I don't in like your, your iPhone way. at all. I don't, yeah. I, I don't like your way. I, I, I don't. Oh, I do have everybody in the native contacts app because I need it for phone dialing. But but the native but the native so contact app places. is it's oh it's only synchronizing from Google and from so like you know when you're setting up with contacts you can right. go to contacts and say pull you want to sync it from I say sync this from Google and sync this from um Microsoft so it's it's pulling in contacts for those two sources so I'm not that would mean you'd end up with duplicates I never have duplicates. But you're syncing the same never, set of names from two different sources. I don't know why. I never have duplicates. Maybe that's the magic I, I, because I've never met anybody using an iPhone that doesn't have duplicates. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't have duplicates, but that's because uh, you know my contacts for work are in Outlook. It doesn't yeah, you know, go I, anywhere yeah, else. I've Chinese firewall that long ago. That does and never then happen. For me, and then all, I may not, I don't store contacts. I have an Outlook and then I have my personal and I don't store, I only store my personal contacts in one location. Where do you store them? And in my personal, my uh, my hosted three Office 365 one that I pay pay for myself. So all but my, what is the app on your phone then? Oh, so that would be the native tool. The but native it, contacts app well, the native, is then syncing to? I guess the best way to say it is the, the native Apple mail system is pulling the content from my personal email and my personal email is where I store my personal contacts. So the, the contacts app on your phone from the Apple contacts app on your phone it's is empty. Pulling it from the same, oh, synchronizing it from it's, the same place. It's synchronizing it from the same place. Cause you can okay. set. You so know. just like, just like what, what yeah, for uh, the most Rod part, was for, saying. Like Rod is yeah, saying. He doesn't like, like you, my idea, but he's using it. Well, you're no, using no, no, two. No, 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 because you you're use using two, two different apps for personal, totally different. For personal <laughs> It messaging. is totally different. It's quite bizarre. How many email accounts do you have? I have three. I have three. How many email accounts do you use, like heavily use, where you're emailing from lots of people to? Two. Okay. Yo, but they're all in the same app. But what we're complaining about is you're changing apps. Yeah. And I, I, both for, both for personal. But, and you also said you're syncing contacts from both. You, you have to actively sync yes, contacts there, to both. Yes, because there are some contacts that I know that only live on one side of the fence. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, now that Siri now has an opinion too. <laughs> now so, everybody's chiming in. I actually, I actually use Rod's method. I have three primary email accounts that I use all of them. Mm -hmm. One of them, um, they're all Gmail accounts. I mean, um, they're all. Shut up, Siri. They're all Gmail accounts. She's listening to Rob now. But, you know, but two of them are like personal Gmail that are, are you know, my names at gmail.com. The mm -hmm. other one is my uh, branded account mm -hmm. that I Posted. use for business. Right. And I can keep them completely separate. But you keep so, them on separate apps? No. So I, I keep them in separate uh, email applications on the same phone. So I use one app to actually physically download all my mail 
for one email address, and then I just use Gmail for the other two. But I do keep them separate. So you're doing it dumb like uh, Rod is. It, it works though because I don't want to ever send someone a personal email that I meant that was that was meant for business and vice versa. So if I if I'm doing um, using my business email, there's only one application okay. on my phone okay. that okay. can be used for business email. The Gmail are my personal accounts, and only my personal contacts are synced over to that. So gotcha, they, they, gotcha. Are, they okay. are clearly they're clearly separate. I don't think it's dumb to do a work anything you could do to firewall off your work email from your personal email is smart. He's doing two personal emails on two I different apps. No, 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 no. No, your, no. All, all your personal is your, is your personal email are segmented. Yeah, all of my personal is Gmail. Yeah, but all of my business is business. So you're doing what I'm doing. Um, but here's the thing. I do use because I from the same phone need to call both sets of people. So into the built in contacts, I guess it's the Samsung contacts app. Yeah. I allow okay. both apps to sync into that just so I can make phone calls. So I can make phone calls from my phone to anyone, but I can only email from Gmail, which or makes from sense, but, my well, email but my, how does that not like, get confused though? I don't understand how the, you would well, think because that, it's a he has separate contacts in each of his emails though, right? Right. Whereas Rod has the same contacts in both well, of not, his personal. There's not a hundred percent overlap, but there are well, definitely yeah, overlaps for the most part. But it's the same works because it's he the same person, both, same phone number, same email. I just it's both personal. That's why I have a problem with. I don't have a problem. I mean, do whatever he wants, but you know, it's <laughs> but like, it's wrong. It's just, like so what I what I don't like is I don't like going into an app and having to figure out like how where did this come from because for me it's like it's like a desensitize if I go into the Outlook app I know that email came from Outlook so if I let's say I go into Outlook and I get an email from American Express or American Airlines it's like well then I know that they email me here so if I see an email from American Express about your fraudulent activity in your account but it's in Gmail it's like. I don't get that there, but if it's in one consolidated so app, business-wise, I get a hundred percent. No, that's, that's still personal. But I like to know. But how do you who do expect? How do you decide which, you which address to give contact. people? That's my ancient Chinese secret. <laughs> if I told you, everybody would know my system. And it, it's it's how I kind of firewall off like parts of like. So it does. That they have specific segmentation yes, have, rules. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And I like to keep them separate, so I don't ever want to respond. And I have some friends who they they are. Outlook only friends like they they keep communicating over Outlook. Those they don't are the use, They don't go to G. They don't go. <laughs> They're the lessers. <laughs> they don't go, but they don't. They, and it's like it's very easy. I always know that when I'm emailing with them, I always email with them. So Outlook. for me, I have my Outlook email, but that's like anything that I sign up for that goes there. You know what I mean? But okay. but but it's not it's not my trash email because I have a third one that's like a trash email, but I don't even sync that. I just use that for nonsense. But my Outlook email is like Best Buy. I use Best Buy. I want to get my notifications when my deliveries are coming in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's important to me. It's just that I don't want it on my personal email. And then my okay. personal email sure. does house all my contacts and stuff like that. So I don't I don't have any overlap because all my contact all my main contacts, my personal contacts exist in one address. So I get what he's doing and you know, he's always actually separated stuff like that. But the the one thing I do have to say is by having all my stuff in, uh, I've got my you know more throwaway-ish address that I give out to everybody and then an address that I don't. And I swear, I keep telling the Mac and the iPhone and the iPad, always send from this address first and I will change it to the other address if I want. And half the time I just go in and go, nope, it just sent from the other address and I change it back. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem to appreciate the defaults. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, what was the other thing? Oh, uh, my, my default credit card in Apple Pay. I have to every single time change it from the wrong one to the right one, a hundred percent of the time. And it's uh, Steve's all excited because he pointed, did it on his watch, and it picked the right one for the first time. <laughs> but I find that it just gets confused on those defaults. Oh, my calendar! It always puts my calendar events on the calendar I share with Bart. So you know, I'm writing down doctor's I, appointment so, to look at that weird rash, and it shows up on my uh, on my if, calendar with Bart. If there was one thing on iOS that drives me nuts, is it? Seems like it randomly picks which calendar a new event goes into. Okay, okay, so it's so not just it's me. It's not just you. So you know, I I want the bulk of any event that I create should be on my 
personal email because that's the calendar that I use for, sure, for that. Sure. And, and, and I'll change and it if I want it to be. Sometimes right? it's like the family calendar that Emily created or well, sometimes it's the outlook. I'm, and I'm looking like, wait a minute, why is this a different color? You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. oh, wrong calendar. It is good they color code them because that's yeah. how I tell when it's that, orange, I know I'm giving it to Bart. And if it's green, exactly. it's the right one. Now, I mean, the reminder comes up the same nonetheless, but it's, it does annoy me because now, because if I created it in the wrong calendar, when I look on my PC, I expect to see it on my calendar and it's not there. Right. Because right. that calendar, no other calendar is syncing. What a mess it all is. Yeah. Well, I think we've probably covered most of this stuff. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about uh, in this context? In this context, I, 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 I love the topic. I thought it was very in, fairly interesting because, again, it's a pet peeve. Every of mine. combination. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, just listen to people review things and not thoroughly think about how to do what they need to do as opposed to it just doesn't do what I need it to do. And I think we all have gotten to the point to where, as Chris mentioned earlier, it's no longer it's a war about my way is better than your way. It's just like, does your way work for you? If it does, okay. Except we're agreed that Rod is doing it wrong with mail, right? Yeah, I'm never, <laughs> yeah. never going to do that. He, he's got his special, he's always done it that way. And it's like, we've talked about it before. I yeah, mean, it's, definitely. It's, okay, that's different. But it works for him. <laughs> it, works um, for me, yeah. know, it, it works for him. And I, and I kind of get it because I do completely separate with, like I have multiple email applications on my phone. So because of that, some people say that's just kludgy. It's it's very difficult to do it that way, but it it, it no, works for I, me. It's, I it's love my process. Having separate applic- email applications for work and personal for sure. Yeah, that's definitely the way to go. So not another topic, but uh, and I think your audience already knows they've been listening to you for what seventeen, sixteen years, sixteen years, okay. sixteen plus. Mm. Yeah, so they've been listening to you for a long time. So you guys already one, as you know, Allison and Steve flew out here. To see Chris, Mark, uh, Mar- uh, I almost said Martin, I like, Rob, and guy? I. Uh, sorry, just and Kevin. Don't forget Kevin. And Kevin, yeah, because right? you've been working. We saw Kevin yesterday, for, and he's been protecting you from Allison for years. So <laughs> hey, it keeps it together. But um, to be honest, like it does mean a lot when someone is willing to go three thousand miles to come meet friends, and um, something that meant probably the most to me, and I think that people should understand this is that I got a I got a Telegram message, and it said. Wanted to let you know, it was like on Thursday before, like just before the trip. And she goes, Steve and I went and got uh, PCR tests. We're both COVID negative. We'll see nobody else before we see your family because we know that you have a daughter who hasn't, isn't able to get the COVID vaccine because of her age. And it's that kind of stuff. Like I, I think it's important for you to know when you're listening to somebody for what, seven, almost 17 years, but it's also really important. Like the things that you don't see of the type of person they are. I've sat at your house many times and eat food with you guys while I'm trying to rush to the airport or seeing you on the way in and um, knowing that someone is willing to open up your house to you and have you over, but also and just the other various about your family personal conversations we've had and yep. the, you know, and you know, we've talked, you know, all kinds of things on our show numerous times. And one of the things we've always agreed on is in this world, you need allies from multiple races so that, you know, the message can be conveyed to other people and, you know, seeing how much these guys uh, care about those type of things just does fills my heart so much. And, Aww. you know, breaking bread, you know, it's one of the, oh, we're about to break for, bread. for us, <laughs> breaking bread is like, you know, the ultimate synergy that you put, that you put down on a friendship. Oh yeah, we have what probably good eighty pounds of meat that has been smoked and barbecued that uh, we're about to destroy. There's what four four racks of ribs. <laughs> four racks of ribs. We got two briskets. Well, one brisket for us. The other one's for my godson. But oh, okay. I smoked two briskets. Um, two chickens. Two four chickens. Four chickens. And uh, I got a salmon for Rod. Oh, you and, got a shoulder. And I got the pork shoulder. Oh, forgot about that. Um, the coleslaw was made this morning. My wife's macaroni making cheese. macaroni Emily's cheese. Emily's making right some now. mad macaroni and cheese. And then the baked beans will go on in, in a second. And uh, we are going to do it up. Don't uh, let me forget my portable defibrillator that I left in the I car. I got you. Well, okay. You saw that. And having Steve watch some and just enjoy the process, you know, I don't normally share much of the process. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's just been awesome. So, yeah. Well, good. Well, I wanted to close this out with telling everybody um, on the Daily Tech News show, Tom wanted to have allow his staff to have a week off on vacation. So he got this idea to ask his guest hosts uh, whether they would like to experiment with any podcasts. And out of that has sprung two podcasts with the gentleman that I have in the room. So uh, let's start with the there's going to uh, going to be a barbecue podcast, right? Yeah. They they did these ep- one episode went up in Tom's feed and these are going to grow into real shows. So yes. 
One is uh, with Chris and Rod. Yeah, and- we'll do uh, barbecue and tech. We'll continue that. Uh, with the feedback was absolutely phenomenal. Um, people just blowing me up on Twitter, hitting Rod up, and uh, I, and it's something you know. Shout out to Tom for just you know being such a gracious human being and uh, allowing for something like this to happen because this is something that's been on my mind for a long time. Um, you know, can you sustain a barbecue podcast? And he's you know when he came up, he's like. What do you think? And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I asked him, he was like, you know, he was like, yeah, you definitely got something there. So being well, not able- to mention he gave you access to his audience. Yeah. Those, yeah, are, exactly. those are numbers. But that's, but that's how you really find out, right? Because yeah. you could start a, I could start a barbecue in tech. And, you and in know, five years, get an audience. And in five years, they're like, oh, yeah, we like what you're doing. You know what I mean? And you just, you really find out quickly, you know, is, is this something viable? And that's absolutely, you know, forever gracious, uh, uh, grateful to t- uh, Tom for that, and uh, so yeah, so we'll probably record the first episode uh, probably sometime next week. The second that was episode. episode zero. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, episode zero. So yeah, we'll probably record the first one next week, and then uh, we recorded some of the process of uh, making barbecue while we were doing it for you guys. We have we have what everything we've been talking about that we're about to eat. Last night we came over early to uh, Chris's house, and he said, "That's okay, I'm making wings." And what we had was wings. And then wings, and yes. then we had wings, yes. and then we had wings. Yes. We just ate wings for like three and a half hours straight. It was amazing. All different kinds of wings, different and all air fries, and- so healthy. You know, because uh, I always talk about the air fryer and the wings we do on there, and you know, so it was, it was delicious. It was just a lot of thank you. It was a lot of fun to do that. Uh, he said it all. Okay, he's, <laughs> he's a man of many words. <laughs> but you're all, you're also into barbecue. Yeah. You're not just the sidekick. Yeah, no, I'm I'm very much so into barbecue. But it's it's nice because he's super passionate about it, and I can uh, I can be his co-host. And I I love eating barbecue, so it's I think it'll be a, it'll be a fun show. You just made it sound like all you do is eat the barbecue. But oh no, I, I cook I cook as well. We Chris and I started barbecuing at what, the same time. The same time uh, um, before my youngest or my oldest, sorry, was born. So that was probably nineteen eight, years yeah, ago. 19. Oh wow, yeah. okay. Because he's just turned he just turned eighteen. He's I can legally kick him out now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now on the on the other side here, we've got Rob with a couple of other co-hosts are doing a really really interesting show. Tell them about the show. So we have kicked off a new show called the Tech John. And uh, it's with Terrence Gange, who you know fairly well, um, a.k.a. Brother Tech, and a a new person to the group. Her name is Stephanie Humphrey, um, a.k.a. uh, Tech Life Steph. And it was part of the experiment week, but kind of a little bit different. It was something that we had talked about with Tom, you know, a few months back. And, you know, I threw an idea out to him and he, you know, got back to me and was like, that's something that we should probably build. So what the tech John is, it is a tech show that it is a tech show. All the hosts are African American, but you know, a little different than the SMR podcast where, you know, you've got three bros sitting here. Um, we, we are really going to dive into how technology specifically affects African Americans and how we affect technology. So we're going to, you know, cover stories like we did our episode zero and we were talking about bias and technology and I have never been a big Twitter user, but I've heard people say, oh, my mentioning my mentions are blowing up. I now understand what that means. I've been on Twitter the for nine years. The reaction from that one show uh, just in the last three weeks from that one show, I've probably gotten more mentions. Um, I would say a thousand percent more mentions than I've had in the entire nine year history that I've been on Twitter. Wow. So people were just saying, we like the show. When is the show coming out? Where can I buy a t-shirt? Do you have a Patreon? It doesn't really exist. It doesn't exist. We've done episode zero and we are going to record episode one um, this coming Monday. So it is a brand new thing. What I like about this is my immediate reaction would be tech is the same for me as it is for you. What's it got to do with our skin color? And they got into talking about those those automated uh, sinks that you're trying to get the water to come mm-hmm. out. And Stephanie was talking about that, and she kept talking about how she can never get the water to come out. And I'm thinking, yeah, it doesn't come out for anybody, you fools. And then I, I, I'm actually looking it up because I always check what people say. Going, ah, that's not right. And I look it up. And it's actually there is a technological problem with darker skin and the, and the sensors in in these in these sinks that is a real thing and i would never have known that if it wasn't for listening to you guys 
Yeah, and there's you know things like that. It's you know that that probably is not an implicit thing unless you knew that they didn't work and you just didn't care. But uh, those are the kind of things we're you know we're going to cover, and we're always saying here's how you can do things better, or here's how you can do things differently to try to remove some of those basis uh, biases because we know that it's not always an intentional thing. I'm not going to intentionally be racist, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, you know, but there are things that affect my community differently than they affect other communities. So we want to uh, you know uncover that and explore that, and you know, and just you know have good conversation about yeah, now it's not like smr you're actually doing research and stuff right right <laughs> oh, there, yeah there, there there are notes we have and <laughs> here's the thing you you've helped with this you introduced me to someone who sent me research on why things are the way they are dr marianne gary came back with uh, some research for them uh for the for the the show that you guys had right that was within 24 hours of that thing going out i've got someone from new zealand who is sending me research on you need to take a look at this and it, it is awesome so yeah the reception to just the zero episode that we did mm-hmm. was it, it was overwhelming it was like wow we were not expecting that and as I, as I said, the 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 response has been overwhelmingly positive, you know, yeah. probably 80, 85 percent. Absolutely love it. Now, Please I say you note about us. some stuff I said you thought you did wrong, but that's just kind of yeah. our thing. Yeah, right? thing. <laughs> um, I fully expect it. Um, I said to you earlier today, I am so glad that when we met virtually, probably what was it been 10, 11 years I don't even ago, know how it's we been met. a minute. It was towards the beginning well, of the show. Rod used to send you con- con- uh, contributions, right? You used to send, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, Rod used did to send you stuff, Okay. Um, okay. So you audio. started it. Okay. Yeah. But you know, and I take full credit for but, introducing you guys to Tom. Hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, you but, started taking off without me, but it's okay. I'm all right. Here's the thing: this is this is my first introduction to Allison. Hey, you guys are doing an awesome show. I like it. Let me tell you what you're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and. It I is, am personally responsible for the audio levels being good on SMR. 100%. Yes. 100%. <laughs> Every ah. time they forget to level eight, man, I'd be banging out my email going, you well, forgot again. And that's the thing we were mentioning earlier, right? Because I, I did it. I was on your show as a guest. Uh, I don't know if it was one after I guest or when I guest hosted for you. And then all of a sudden I get followed by Tom Merritt and I was like, is that real? <laughs> it's like, yeah. why is this guy following me? I've never had a conversation with him. Great show, but I've never had a conversation with him. And then you call me, he's like, Oh my God, you were so excited. He's like, he wants you to come on his show. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, yeah, Yeah, I'd be more than happy to go. You were like, I'm so happy for you. I I mean, I could see her just squeezing her face. He was so excited. And then, yeah, so so, then I knew if I went on, I had to hold it down because. I could open up the doors for my my boys to get on there as well. Yeah, so. it's like I mean, you know, you, you listen to our show, you introduced uh, you know us to Tom, Chris, and I are now contributors on DTNS. That is spun into other shows that we're doing. So yeah. podcasting really is that. Yeah, you yes, know, podcasting is. Is, is relationships. I yeah. think it, yeah. it just really multiplies. So. Uh, this is quite the little love fest we got going on yeah. here, right? <laughs> well, this, I mean, that's why you're here, right? <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Well, I think I'm going to close this out to you. Thank you very much, gentlemen, for and Chris for letting us take over your studio wow. here and uh, get it all set up. All right. Uh, well, I would like you guys to give your your uh, your outro. What do you say? Oh, uh, we'll holler at y'all next week. We out. Peace. Peace. Well, with that, I'm going to have to wind us up for this week because I got a deadlift to go do with Chris. So don't forget to send in your dumb questions. Everything is fiddly recordings, comments, and suggestions by emailing me at allison at podfeed.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at podfeed. And hey, you should go check out the SMR podcast at smrpodcast.com. Remember, everything good starts with podfeed.com. You want to become a Patreon? But go to podfeed.com slash Patreon. Want to do a one-time donation? Podfeed.com slash PayPal. And you can join in the fun of the conversation at podfeed.com slash Facebook or podfeed.com slash Slack, depending on what you like best. And if you want to join in the fun of the live show, which will be back next week, head on over to podfeed.com slash live on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Pacific time and join the friendly and enthusiastic Nocella Castaways. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.